Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Sportsnet by Maddie the Fan. I'm your host, Ben Moose, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors take a gritty win, uh, winning by a score of 113 to 104 over the Chicago Bulls. Uh, both teams shorthanded, no Zach Levine for Chicago uh, and no Pascal Siaka for the Toronto Raptors. But um, yeah, you know, this it, it was kind of anybody's game. Uh, a lot of wild swings of momentum for both sides. Chicago came out really strong. Then the Raptors responded. Great second quarter. Um, the Raptors were down, you know, 15, 16 at, at points, but were able to come back. Some really good uh, adjustments by Nick. Obviously, this being a game without your leading uh, scorer, rebounder, or assister, you know, like in Pascal, like you're going to have to make a lot of adjustments, find a new way to play. Raptors able to find that. And then, you know, there were still pretty significant swings uh, for stretches of the third quarter there. The Raptors holding a 10-point advantage with about two uh, minutes left in the third quarter, but then blowing that lead immediately. And then Nick having to come up with new solutions once again, and the team most importantly having to come up with, uh, you know, just more strings of stops to sort of uh, ultimately put away this Bulls team, which, um, you know, were, were quite tough. Uh, I got to say, you know, they, they, they were able to obviously bring in a lot of guard uh, talent. Um, Goran Dragic, everyone's favorite Toronto Raptor, uh, was 16 points off the bench, shushing the crowd at one point, <laughs> which is, uh, I mean, that's, you know, fair play, honestly, at that point. I mean, you know, the Raptor fans were giving it to him. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, real balance ever from Chicago. And, and I think that's the way that Nick wanted to play this game. I, I think it's very obvious that uh, the game plan here was to limit DeMar DeRozan, who, you know, I mean, enough said, everyone here in Toronto knows who DeMar DeRozan is, uh, averaging, what, 26 points on the season, uh, just came off a 46-point effort against the Boston Celtics. Uh, and so, yeah, of course, you're going to need to uh, force the ball out of his hands, especially in a night where Zach Levine wasn't there. Um, you know, so the Raptors were intent on trapping DeMar, rotating hard behind them. And I think, you know, it's it's a little bit similar in a way to the game against Dallas, right, where the Raptors lost by one point there, their comeback falling up short, where they also sent a ton of attention towards Luka Doncic. The difference here is, number one, DeMar didn't pass the ball out as quickly as Luka did. Uh, and also the Bulls didn't swing the ball and rotate the ball as well as the Mavericks did. Um, I think there were stretches there for Dallas where they were able to really pull ahead against the Raptors when uh, it just looked like for a second there that the Raptors might uh, trap them or force them to turnovers. This game, though, DeMar only taking nine shots. By the way, you got to give credit to DeMar. This guy only took nine shots, still had 20 points. You know, so the efficiency for him is still incredible, but he did have five turnovers. And to be honest, just in general, like the, the Raptors did a really good job rotating and swinging the ball and just, just being good, um, you know, in the rotations tonight. It really helped that Christian Coloco had six blocks, which I'll definitely get to. He was just uh, just awesome tonight. A career night for the rookie uh, to go along with 11 points and seven rebounds. But, uh, you know, just a good job by the team as a whole because it's not easy to execute that. Like, you know, I, I think we might think, well, this is just good strategy by Nick Nurse. It's not just good strategy by Nick Nurse. It's, it's also a really great effort from his whole team because you got to play really hard when you're constantly playing four and three behind the ball because of the fact that uh, you're trapping DeMar at half court. And to be honest, the strategy eventually really paid off, not just with the win, but in terms of, you know, DeMar getting stripped twice. Uh, in the fourth quarter at the end there where OG was able to go in for breakaway layups. Like, those are huge momentum-shifting plays, especially in your building. It gets the crowd into it. 
Um, not gonna lie, very sleepy Sunday crowd today. I, I, you know, I definitely had to be asked to stand at the end of this win, which is uh, which is a tough one. I mean, uh, they they gave you they played their hearts out tonight. I feel like you know, maybe they deserve a standing ovation when they're clearly gonna win the game at the end. But okay, it's fine. Sometimes we need a little reminder on Sundays, you know, extra hour and all that. But um, yeah, I mean. The strategy worked really well, is what I'm trying to say. Trapping DeMar. And look, listen, this is where it's going to be really tricky because the next game is going to be in Chicago. So not only going on the road, just like the Bulls are, but you're also facing the team at the same time. And I'm sure Billy Donovan and his staff will be doing everything possible to sort of sort out their rotation, sort out their adjustments. So we're going to be very curious to see how the Bulls respond out of this. Um, if I had to guess, I think the Raptors still trap DeMar. I think they're very happy with him only taking nine shots. Very happy with him having five turnovers. Um, you know, but you got to figure the Bulls will move the ball better. But on the other side of it, um, I think the bigger question for me is not, wasn't necessarily how they're going to guard the Bulls. Because even without Pascal, you know, the Bulls are guardable. Um, you know, I, I think especially because the fact that DeMar is their main playmaker, you trap him, the rest of the guys aren't really coming up with enough. Um, you know, that that's that's solid enough. Obviously, you got to execute the defensive scheme anyway. But, you know, that part was not as much of a question offensively for the Raptors, that was the question. It's not like the Chicago Bulls are a shutdown team, but they do have a pretty nice set of perimeter defenders. Ayo Dosumnu is very long and athletic. You know, he's a, he's very pesky. Uh, Alex Caruso is genuinely a very good defender. Two steals, two blocks tonight. Um, weird double-double for him. 11 rebounds, uh, 11 assists, but only four points because he shot one of 11 from the field, including 0 of 6 from 3, and a bad air ball at one point. So, you know, interesting game from Caruso, uh, but he's also very good defensively. And also Pat Williams is like their perimeter go-to defender, right? So, um, yes, they have Vucevic and DeMar, who are probably their soft underbelly defensively, but those guys on the perimeter are pretty active. So early on for the Raptors, they were struggling to get offense. They weren't touching the paint that much. Uh, I think you really needed to see some sort of pattern from the Raptors. And, you know, it just wasn't really happening. Gary is having a tough night. He continues to, you know, struggle here. He needs to turn it around, especially with Pascal out. Um, you know, and, and just the flow of the offense wasn't good because the Raptors weren't touching the paint. Now, where the Raptors started finding a lot of success was through Fred VanVleet, who um, came back off of the, the, the injury, he had three games off with the back spasms or lower back issues. Uh, he was able to come back in this game. You know, Nick was talking pregame about, oh, I was a little surprised that Fred was going to be available. And, you know, you would think, well, okay, maybe that's a little gamesmanship. Maybe that's whatever. But uh, ultimately, it's not easy for you to step back into the the lineup. Uh, And Fred immediately delivers 30 points, five rebounds, 11 assists. Um, Was awesome tonight. Uh, Honestly, probably could have even touched 40. He had a lot of open threes that he was missing, which is a surprise for him. He's usually money on those. Um, But that's where the Raptors started finding their success is through Fred Van Vliet. And specifically, the Raptors were really finding success by going at uh, Nick Vucevic in the pick and roll. I mean, this is not a surprise here. Everyone understands that Nick Vucevic has the the, the, you know, the feet in the stuck in the sand kind of thing on the pick and rolls. But the Raptors are really doing a good job of either uh, running empty side pick and rolls, so essentially just a screen with Vucevic's man uh, coming over with Fred attacking that screen, and that's how uh, Christian Coloco was able to score pretty much all of his eleven points. Uh, you know, Christian Coloco repeatedly working the pick and roll. Uh, catching lobs, finishing, uh, either getting and getting fouled as well. So, you know, that, there was a payoff there. Uh, and also the Raptors ran a lot of, like, you know, horns, you know, action. So they had a lot of uh, – had their players line up on, you know, both elbows at the top there. Uh, and then they'll have options coming out of there. They got great looks, including, uh, you know, backdoor cuts for dunks, including uh, open threes at the top, including, you know um, – 
the, the the penetration to get into the paint and then kickouts for three. Like a lot of good stuff for the Raptors. And to be honest, it, it's not a surprise to see them running more set plays with Pascal. With Pascal in, the game's fairly simple. You give the ball to Pascal, you put him into the post or in that mid-range area. Obviously, he's going to roast whatever matchup is going to be put on him. But if he doesn't have that matchup, and guys double team him, he's going to find guys open for three. That's basically been the first like nine games of the season before obviously he got hurt. And of course, he's going to be out for at least two weeks. Uh, so that's very unfortunate. But adjusting to how they're going to play without Pascal, their main engine on offense, they ran a lot more set plays. And of course, you got to pick on the mismatches. Um, Vucevic was a mismatch. Uh, the Raptors ran and got so many points off of that. Obviously, you can go at DeMar a little bit too, but that's where the advantages started to come. And then also, I think, for the second quarter there, when the Raptors were making their comeback push, because they were really down big in a big hole uh, midway through the second quarter, and they were starting to find a lot of success through Scotty Barnes. Now, Scotty had an up-and-down game. Wouldn't not say that this was a great game by him, but he did enough to win this game. And the box score looks good, 19 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. Um, but it was an up-and-down game for him. The ups were really good. Like, I think at the end of the game, he was awesome, and I'll get to that in a second. But, you know, in the second quarter, they were able to put Scotty, uh, you know, into mismatches where the Bulls are switching along the per- perimeter. And so even though guys like Caruso or Dasumnu, these guys are pesky defenders, or even uh, Javante Green coming off the bench, these guys are small. Ultimately, they are small. And Scotty is very, very strong. So he was able to get into the post and either score from there or he was able to draw the double team and kick out, and the Raptors were able to play off of that advantage. So there were multiple advantages the Raptors were able to mismatch Hunt in terms of Vucevic's slow feet, including Demar. Just you know, I mean, you know, Demar doesn't is not the most active defender, and then also the the fact that they do have a lot of guards out there. You can play through your super big guard in Scotty Barnes, and so they were able to get looks. And of course, around that, they got good shot making from Fred in certain important moments, right? When you look at the team overall, they only shot 27% from three, 10 of 37. Uh, And you know what? I think that can probably improve. And that's probably where, even if the Bulls adjust for the tomorrow's game, you probably expect the Raptors to shoot a higher percentage than 27, especially considering how well they've been shooting all year. Um, But still, like, you know, the rest of it, you can always count on the Raptors getting um, sort of just scrappy points. And what I mean scrappy points is like offensive rebounds, and, you know, transition opportunities. And, and and on that front, the Raptors took 103 shots tonight. The Bulls only took 88. That's 50, plus 15 in just field goal attempts, right? Uh, the Raptors shot more free throw attempts as well. And where does that come from? Well, the Raptors grabbed 23 offensive rebounds to 15 for Chicago. And they forced 17 turnovers out of the Bulls to only nine for the Raptors. So first off, the Raptors uh, did a really great job controlling the ball, handling the ball. Scotty and Fred being the main, you know, uh, decision makers there who did a really great job with the ball. Uh, only three turnovers combined tonight for in f- 79 minutes of play from your essentially your your lead, your leading point guards. That's very, very efficient play, right? Uh, and to be honest, Scotty's two turnovers were all like bad, no-look passes where they kind of just sailed into the stands. This could have been very well a one-turnover game from the Raptors' backcourt. Uh, but, you know, they were winning to possession battle, right? And especially towards the end of the game, there were so many plays where they were able to trap, get the balls in rotation, get them to turn the ball over, and then run the other way. And to be honest, man, I I think that's where, more than anything else, the Raptors need to make up the offense because they don't have another player on the team who is as good at scoring or as good as drawing a double team and as good as setting other guys up as Pascal Siakam. But what you're going to need to do is play great defense around him, force a lot of activity and chaos, 
impose your uh, athleticism, right? The, the one thing for the Raptors that's been really strange this year, they're not they're not rebounding the ball as much offensively. Maybe that's part of the fact that the Raptors are shooting the three better, so there's less offensive rebounds available. But also, at the same time, you watch the games, there's not as much of a frenetic activity the way the Raptors played with last year. While today, you got tons of that. OG with ridiculous putback dunks at the end of the game uh, with four offensive rebounds. You have uh, Thad Young with four offensive rebounds. He's your oldest player. He got four for you, right? Chris Boucher got six off the bench. Precious Achua got three. You know, Coloco getting on the glass. Scotty getting on the glass, you know? So um, winning those extra possessions, that's where you're going to ultimately make up the offense because, to be honest, there isn't that go-to score uh, most nights. And Fred was it tonight. And by the way, Fred was awesome. Kept getting into the paint, kept kicking out, set up plays. I mean, just big shots. There was a ridiculous play where he was like fading out of bounds and then just threw in a bank shot for an and one. And that's after the Bulls had cut it down to a one possession game. Like, you know, he was awesome, but um, you're going to need to continue to play defense like that. And listen, the Raptors playing hard. They have all these athletes. They have depth on the roster now. And, you know, you can still compete and try to make up the gap, even with Pascal, especially with the roster, uh, with the uh, schedule going a little bit softer here in the two weeks that he's going to be gone. So um, I'm going to cover more of Nick's decision-making in terms of his rotations because I thought he did a great job of managing his roster today and also just cover up uh, Scotty's really strong finish to the game after this break. But you've been listening to the Raptors Reaction Podcast on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Welcome back to the Raptors Reaction Podcast on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. We continue to recap the Toronto Raptors uh, win here over the Chicago Bulls by a score of 113 to 104 um, to improve to 6-4 and four on the season and 1-0 uh, and without uh, Pascal Siakam. Um, okay, so the biggest themes from tonight's game are covered in the first half. I think so. Second half, I um, wanted to touch on uh, Nick's decision-making in this game. So first off, I think the decision to, to trap DeMar was, was excellent. Uh, you know, obviously you never fully know it is a bit of a gamble, but the rest of his team really rotated well behind them. The, the Bulls just weren't good at shooting threes on the whole. Uh, you know, Dasunu was okay. Three of eight. I mean, he knocked down two threes at one point as part of a nine, nothing run. It felt like, Ooh, I don't know. Like, do we keep doing this? But keep letting him fire. He's going to continue to miss Caruso. zero for six. I feel like they're probably going to leave him open again. Pat Williams, three of six. He knocked down two threes in the first quarter, but kind of cooled off after that. Um, and, and really it was just Goron. Goron was the guy who was, uh, who was, uh, silencing the crowd. That's so funny, man. This is now the second time that Goron has silenced the crowd in a loss against the Raptors. Uh, I feel like he should probably do it again, uh, just to see what the reaction is. Um, so the decision to trap the bar was good. Um, I thought, you know, the usual Nick Nurse, um, craftiness, right? Coming out of timeouts with a sudden zone defense to sort of shift and, uh, force the Bulls away from their set play. Really tough performance from Gary Trent Jr. tonight. Uh, minus 25 in 21 minutes. And then a minus 20 uh, for Precious Achua in just 14 minutes. Now, a lot of that was overlapping. But I, it's hard to be that big of a minus in a game where the Raptors win by nine points. Right? A gigantic swing when those guys weren't in the game. So what were some of those guys doing wrong? For for most part, with Gary, you know, the defensive element just wasn't fully there for him. Uh, there's a matchup that DeMar can kind of pick on. But more importantly, he just wasn't hitting on offense, right? We know the main role for Gary is to be uh, that 
release valve on offense, a guy who can be your secondary creator. Uh, obviously, in this kind of game where, you know, you really do need somebody to score for you with Pascal out, Gary was sort of that guy, but he was missing four alone from the field, one of five from three, um, just a lot of empty possessions on offense. And then Precious was probably, well, not probably, he was much worse on offense. I mean, there were plays where he was he would miss a wide open corner three, then he would miss a putback dunk that like was the ball was right in his hands and it would just slip out of his hands. Um, he would go out in transition, but instead of getting a layup for the team, he gets to the free throw line, splits the pair. Like it, it's stuff, it's stuff like that where it's just like so many points left on the board. And the thing is, you need these two guys to be making up that gap for you defensively, if nothing else, because everyone else was really locked in defensively. The energy was super high, but those two guys were the ones who gave you the least defensive intensity. And so Nick made a smart move there. And turn both those guys uh, into bench pieces while turning to his two vets coming off the bench. This is a luxury the Raptors did not have at pretty much the entire first half of last season, where you have Thad Young available to turn to, to be Precious's uh, substitute, to come into the game, to collect extra rebounds, to take the right shots, to make to make good passes, to be solid defensively, uh, you know, run horns action for you, be a good passer there. Like he just did a lot of really solid things for you, and he was on plus twenty five in sixteen minutes. And in front in, in Gary's place, he was able to bring in Otto Porter. Now it's not like Otto Porter had a huge game on the box score, and I would argue that the Raptors probably need to find better ways to get him shots because the two games here he's played. 21 against Dallas and then 19 here uh, against the Bulls. So that's 40 minutes of play. He's taking six shots, right? And he's one of the Raptors' best shooters. So they got to get him better looks uh, for jumpers. But also at the same time, you know, he does bring that floor spacing element because teams do stick to him. But also you don't need to give him the ball. You don't need to force speed possessions to him. And then his defensive intensity was quite good. Three steals. He also had three assists and, and three rebounds. But more importantly, it's not like what Thad or Otto did jumped off the page. But they provided veteran presence. When you're younger guys, and you forget that Gary's like 23 and that Precious is in his third year too. It's like when these guys are inconsistent for you, who are you turning to? Because if the Raptors didn't have a Thad in this game, if they didn't have an auto porter in this game, they're losing this game because the bottom falls out for the team and they crater. Or they have to play Fred like 45 minutes instead of 39, and he's exhausted at the end of the game. He probably is tired anyway. Um but, yes, you have your veterans there. And a big call by Nick Nurse to turn to those two guys. They both made big plays down the stretch there. And then, you know, to, I think the other part, too, is just you got to give Scotty a lot of credit in this win. So, first off, a very up-and-down game for Scotty, right? But I thought uh, second quarter, playing through him in the post really worked out. Second half, real interesting. So, I, it looked like at times during breaks and play, he was favoring his his foot, right? I think he's he's obviously still dealing with that bad ankle, uh, and so there are plays where it starts to show up. There was like three sequences directly in a row where I'll assume drove into Scotty and then got around him for a layup. Uh, another time where he drove around him. Thankfully, Chris Boucher was there for the uh, help side block at the basket. A really great play to put the Raptors out in transition. That was huge. Uh, and then another play where Pat Williams drove it out of the corner and just bully balled Scotty uh, and got a free dunk out of it. Right. Those are sequences that you would not normally see Scotty give up. However, you can see very clearly that the uh, the ankle is, is bothering him there. You also saw instances where he wasn't driving as much to the basket um, and, and settling for long jumpers and stuff like that. Like, again, you really need him to be um, putting pressure into the paint. Every single time the Raptors touched the paint, they got great shots. Every time they didn't, they were really iffy in this game, right? So, you know, Scotty had those up and down moments. 
However, you got to give him a lot of credit because even though he's banged up, he plays a game high 40 minutes for you. And also he comes up with huge plays in the fourth quarter because you had a play where he's able to, you know, grab two rebounds defensively on, on wild scramble possessions where it was a one possession game and you can't make any mistakes. Two big defensive rebounds for him, 10 rebounds for you on the night for Scotty Barnes as part of his double double. Uh, you also have him crashing the offensive glass for a putback dunk in a very important moment. And then you have Fred Van Lee getting trapped and blitz at the three-point line, which, by the way, I feel like the Bulls probably will do that tomorrow. I'm just going to have to just guess that because that looked like the, the only way they were able to force Fred out of the, the play was to trap him and blitz him. And Fred was trapped and blitz. Late shot clock scenario. What is going to happen? Well, uh, Scotty flashes to the middle, gives Fred an opportunity to kick it uh, to him, and then Scotty was able to take it in for a dunk. Huge play. And then I thought the best play of the night um, for Scotty where he was operating late shot clock and he got trapped and then on the on the left side of the floor so he had two defenders on him and then a third defender rotated over to the three-point shooter at the top which is where the help had come from originally and scotty in reading this instead of kicking it to the 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 top of the floor which is where the obvious pass would be considering that's where the help defender came from scotty read this and astutely midair was able to revert his pass and redirect it to the opposite wing where Fred was open for three. Fred pump faked the guy, you know, and then knocked down the three. Huge momentum play, and then but also just a sign of his uh, his 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 uh, court awareness and his vision in that game. But you know, I wouldn't say it's an all positive game from Scotty. I think there's lots of things that you can sort of learn from, and also most importantly, you just want to see him get to 100. percent But at the same time, he was able to reach deep for you in a game and then come up with uh, huge plays when he wasn't a hundred percent. So, you know, it, it's just one of those nights where, um, you know, it's a whole team effort and that's what it's going to have to be without, without Pascal on the floor. Like you're really going to need everybody to rally together uh, and, and give you um, great minutes. And I thought, you know what, you also need some unexpected heroes, right? You didn't expect that to be a hero like this. You didn't expect Otto to be a hero like this. Most importantly, you didn't get to expect Christian Coloco to be a hero like this. Okay. So, I can't believe it's gone this long in the show without showing him some love. I already talked about how the fact that the Raptors were able to target Nick Vucevic uh, in pick and roll. The reason they do that, you can – the Raptors are just able to throw lobs to Christian Coloco any single time. Vucevic is on the ground. Vucevic is not a guy who can turn and then explode up to break up the pass. And also, Coloco, he just has a gigantic catch radius. Like, you don't have to throw him a perfect pass. There was a pass where Fred threw him in the third quarter where it was ahead of him. Christian barely tipped it tips it and it just goes off the ba- uh, backboard and, and drops in for uh, uh, for two like he's a huge target it's it's a lot easier for Fred to sort of find him there or for anybody to find him there so he was able to score on that end but I think more importantly it's the blocks I mean six blocks for for Christian um, he starts once again he gives you 31 minutes he closes the game for you he was just awesome in this game he was so important because the fact that the Raptors were you know look Vucevic is a very good player 18 points, 12 rebounds, 6 assists. He hurts you. He's an offensive player. Uh, he, he's crafty around the basket. He can shoot the three. And, and, you know, he's not even a bad passer either, right? So the Raptors need to blitz and rotate and whatever. Not an easy assignment by any means with Christian Coloco. Um, but he was able to rotate. And there was lots of plays where, I mean, the six blocks, one of the most impressive ones was he was trapping at the top of the floor above the three-point arc, against, I think against... Um, Damar probably, right? That's probably who they were trapping. So they trapped Damar outside the three-point arc. Damar swung it to the opposite wing to Caruso, who dumped it down into the post. The quick one-two kind of passing that you need to break one of those possessions where you have two guys above the three-point arc. So now you have a play where the Bulls had the ball deep into the paint, and they're about to dunk it. And guess who comes out of nowhere 
to swat, I think it was Green or Williams. It doesn't even matter. Basically, they had a dunk, and Christian Coloco came from trapping at the above the three-point line all the way to the basket for, for a highlight block. And he just had a number of those tonight. Um, I mean, it was awesome to see. He had another play where he blocked it, um, you know, forced the jump ball, won the jump ball. The Raptors came back the other way. Uh, Fred served it up to Coloco. Coloco gets bumped by uh, the help defender there, goes to the free throw line, makes two free throws. Like, those type of plays where it was just, you know, you wouldn't say that Coloco outplayed Vucevic because Vucevic was still quite effective in his own right. And the Raptors continue, will need to still fine-tune things in terms of how they sort of rally him. But at the same time, you have to tip your cap to the rookie. That is one impressive, gutsy performance from him. Only 3,031 minutes. I think that's huge. I think, to be honest, the biggest adjustment with him when you watch the film is just like you can live with the fouls when he's contesting shots. Clearly, the Raptors have given him the green light to go contest everything. Go swat at every single shot around the basket. You know, tip passes, whatever. Use your mobility. He's obviously doing all that stuff, right? The ones that you can't you can't live with are like the moving screen fouls, where you're just trying to give your guy a little bit of extra of an edge. As a, as a you know, he's it's too much of a to ask for a rookie right now to make veteran moves like that. Okay, cut out those moving screen fouls. Cut out the plays where you're reaching in, Christian. Your plays are not to create steals and stuff like that. Obviously, if there is a play to be made, you make it. But for the most part, don't reach in. Save your fouls because when you can contest shots, he's a game changer defensively. He really is. And in this game, when the Raptors need to just rotate four on three, what's a really important element of that is that you need somebody at the rim who can actually deter these shots. Whereas if you don't have the shot blocker, a lot of these are fouls or just layups around the basket. And instead, Christian saved the Raptors a ton of points. And then, of course, offensively, he was able to hang as well. Like, it's not like he's going to dominate. Um, it's very funny now that he continues to take these threes. I think he's working on those really hard. He just, the results haven't been there, but that's one of those things where you look, you know, two or three years down the line, you have a mobile shot blocking big who really changes the floor on that end, uh, was able to, you know, rotate and fly around. And if you can also knock down threes, that's when you really have a solid starter. Um, but ultimately you will take this for his what 10th game in the NBA. He's already giving you six blocks against a premier center like Vucevic. So, um, yeah, great performance. And he was the unsung hero tonight. And uh, just a great effort all around by the team. You know, everyone contributed. OG, by the way, I can't believe I haven't mentioned him. He was everywhere defensively. No five steals, but I got the three steals, a block, uh, knocked down two threes, you know, a couple of breakaway layups, a couple of gigantic putback dunks, you know, just activity across the board. Like when you see OG, the box score is filled. He made 10 field goals. He made two threes. He had four offensive rebounds. He had six rebounds overall, three assists, three steals, a block, plus 24, 22 points, all this while guarding DeMar. And, of course, he got help in the sense that guys were trapping, but that's the scheme. You still need somebody to be executing and being the primary defender. And listen, who came up big in that performance at the end of the games? We've seen games where DeMar DeRozan takes over at the end against the Raptors, and he kills us, right? And this game could have been that way. But OG Anobi comes up with two steals against DeMar, both for breakaway dunks, and instead the Raptors were able to, you know, cruise at the end to a comfortable victory. So uh, great effort all around by the team. Um, in order to wrap up, I'm going to hand out the three stars. First, obviously, Fred Van Vliet, 30 points, five rebounds, 11 assists in 39 minutes, five threes made, plus 27 in the game. Uh, I mean, we, we didn't have, we've been having those conversations. We've been having those conversations about Fred and, you know, oh, the Raptors look really good without Fred. You know, maybe, you know, we do this and this, maybe we trade him, maybe we get a six man. 
let's 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 not forget these kind of performances and, and by the way they're not even that rare for fred he's very very good and uh yeah uh very happy to see him back uh after that back injury knocked him out for three games um second start tonight i'm gonna give that to og made a couple more clutch plays i'm gonna give it to him the edge goes to him but 22 points six rebounds three assists three steals like i mentioned uh great activity and had the hardest job tonight you, you know he had to score but he also had to guard demar and the only thing with og is just I know I keep hammering this, but it's the only other thing left. It's just he needs to finish off some of these drives. And you know what? When he touches the paint, he doesn't kick out the, the, as much as other guys do. You do want to see him maybe make the extra pass um, to the next guy. But also at the same time, it's just like for him, is he's so strong. He's just got to figure this out. How do you finish more consistently around the basket instead of coming up empty? Uh, and yeah, there were plays tonight where he, he got into the paint, knocked the martyr to the ground, got the floater. But hey, hey listen. Half the time, that's going to be called a charge, too. So you got to be real careful. But ultimately, OG gives you so much more around there. That's like you're basically, you know, you're like that Asian parent that's like looking at the, the, the report card and it says 95. And your, your dad's like, well, how do we work on that 5%? That's what we're looking at OG right now. How do we work on that 5%? That's the driving, okay? Because he could be very, 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 very good if he just finishes that last element. And then your third star, Christian Coloco, 11 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, 6 blocks. Just uh, man, go about go, just go watch the, the the blocks in this game. That was the highlight of this game was was Christian's blocks. Um, very exciting player for him, and um, I'm happy he was able to to score double digits as well. I think that's the first time he's able to do that. Uh, helps to play against Vucevic. Uh, you're a Gerald Henderson Award winner. Um, I mean, realistically, it, it, it's Goran. Um, <laughs> I, I do love Raptor fans for being very petty um, and the very committed to the booing part. Um, even dribble handoffs where he'll have the ball, give it up, get it back. And like, even the brief, like beat, you know, second half second where Goran gives the ball up, the fans are very on him. So you'll hear the, the boo and then a smite, a slight pause and a boo. It's like a conductor in the crowd. Like it's actually somehow coordinating the entire symphony of boos. But, uh, Hey man, listen, go on, go on outscore the Raptors bench. Um, well he, uh, did he? Actually, no, the Raptors bench ultimately finished with one more point, so that's good. But, um, yeah, for an extended stretch, Goran was outscoring the Raptors bench, so you got to hand it to him. 16 points, uh, two rebounds, two assists, and then also one shush uh, in a game where he took one loss. So, uh, you know, stuff the box score for <laughs> Mr. Uh, higher Ambitions. Uh, five and six, those ambitions are high for him. All right, so uh, that wraps up the show. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you haven't already, uh, check out the Banter Pod. We dropped that... Uh, this weekend um you know me and alice three hours talking about basketball but 80 percent not basketball uh we, we had that in the summertime it was a very popular show uh you know obviously listen to all the interviews that we've done we'll be back on the air tomorrow uh with the raptor show monday to friday from 2 to 3 p.m uh and yeah the reaction podcast after every game so thanks everyone for listening great win for the raptors and uh just prepare to face the bulls again tomorrow night <laughs>